Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. Yes, that could mean you too. The workouts have been designed to fit into your life so you can move when you can. The 15 minutes you can squeeze in before work. The 20 minutes you get to yourself while the baby naps. The half hour you can spare at lunch. There's a routine for you no matter what your day looks like. A reminder as well, this is included in your Mum Mia subscription. If you are a Mum Mia subscriber, you already have access to Move. Download the Move app and log in with your Mum Mia login. Head to move.mamamia.com.au and use code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. From Mamma Mia, hi, I'm Claire Murphy. Welcome to The Quickie, getting you up to speed daily. How's your COVID immunity going? Last week, several states decided to speed up their COVID booster rollout, which means you can now get your third jab just three months after your second. But does speeding that time up actually make it better? Or will it just mean we'll need another one down the track? And what about all these stories we're hearing about weirdly positive side effects? Today, we unpack booster shots and whether our immunity is working hard enough to keep Delta, Omicron and all of COVID-19 spin-offs off our back. When the COVID-19 booster program was first announced, we were told the optimal time frame after your second dose of a COVID vaccine to get it was six months. We were also advised that only the Pfizer and Moderna brands were cleared for the booster program, even if you had AstraZeneca for your first two shots. Then, when Omicron began to pick up pace in the community, that time frame was decreased to five months, then four. It was supposed to drop to three months from January 31. But on Wednesday last week, New South Wales, Victoria and South Australia announced that they're putting that new time frame in place immediately, meaning if you got your second jab in October, you can pretty much go for your booster straight away. But does reducing the schedule that was initially set by experts actually decrease our ability to keep variants like Omicron at bay for any length of time? GP, science commentator, author and podcaster Dr Brad Mackay says we're still learning about how long our immunity lasts from each dose. Previously, we're expecting the two doses to work for a long period of time, but it quickly became apparent that we were needing a third dose. And so the government was saying, oh, well, yep, after six months, like from your second vaccine or third dose, if you're immunocompromised, that we would start giving the boosters. And so the thought behind that is that, yeah, if there's a bit of a delay between the vaccines, that you'd get a better immune response and that it would hopefully last for a little bit longer. But what we're finding is that with the Omicron strain, it's getting around our vaccines a little bit. And we're finding that, yeah, we, we just don't have the longevity for our protection. So even after sort of three months or so, our immunity towards the Omicron variant has reduced significantly. So you can flip a coin whether you're going to get the infection or not. So it's about 50% protection. This is across the board with all of the vaccines that we have available. So with the booster dose, it certainly increases our immunity and we're able to kick up our immunity even over 90% to stop people from getting the infection whatsoever. But again, it takes about a one or two weeks for that to kick in. So with the changing requirements, it's been really frustrating. I think from a medical perspective, we sort of thought, well, yeah, like three months, 
that sounds reasonable. If, if people want to get a booster dose at that time, then go for it. But there have been restrictions in place, and some may say that they're necessary. Some people may say that they were unnecessary. One of the problems that I've sort of like found is that we've had a number of vaccine doses sitting in pharmacies and sitting in general practices, and we're just like waiting for that six months to click over until we could give people their booster doses. In the meantime, a lot of those vaccines that we've had in Australia have expired or we've thrown them in the bin because we haven't been using them. So those stocks just really weren't utilised. And so now we're sort of like trying to play a bit of catch up. And a lot of general practitioners, a lot of vaccine clinics are now overrun with people coming in trying to get vaccine boosters rather than a staggered approach, which is what we were planned. It's really been truncated. So everyone is rushing in at one time. Is there an optimal brand combination as far as getting the best immunity to COVID? We know that those who had AZ to start get Pfizer or Moderna now. Those who had Pfizer could have three doses of Pfizer or two and a Moderna. So is there an optimal mix of brands or does it matter what booster you get now? If you're getting a booster dose, then it's either going to be Pfizer or Moderna in Australia at the moment, so an mRNA vaccine. If you've had two or three AstraZeneca vaccines previously, then you get diminishing returns from those and we're phasing out AstraZeneca. So, for example, if you've had two Pfizer vaccines so far, then yeah, like you can get a a Pfizer vaccine or a Moderna. I myself have had three Pfizer vaccines because Pfizer was the only one that was available at the time that I was wanting to be vaccinated. So either is fine. But if you're wanting to get the best bang for your buck, if you've got a choice, if somebody's offering you a Pfizer or a Moderna that day and you've already had two Pfizer vaccines, then you'd go with the Moderna. So what we're finding is that if we're mixing vaccinations, so between Pfizer and Moderna or AstraZeneca and Moderna and Pfizer, then that mixing gives a bit of a broader immune response. So your immune system is shown a slightly different spike protein from what it's been shown before. And so you're able to get a more well-rounded approach to it. So your immune system is taught a little bit better. We've just heard that Novavax has been approved for use in adults here in Australia. Do you think that will be a booster option at some stage? And if so, would it be a good booster option for people who've had AZ or Pfizer or Moderna already? At this point of time, it's only approved as like an initial vaccination schedule. So having your first and second doses with Novavax. We are hoping and it is anticipated that down the track it will be used as a booster, but certainly that's not on the cards at this point of time. But things do change quickly. As far as an option is concerned for people, yeah, there is a small number of people who for some reason they aren't able to have AstraZeneca, they aren't able to have the mRNA vaccines from previous problems or complications or allergies. And so we do need another vaccine to come into play so they're able to be vaccinated and not be worried about having an anaphylactic reaction, for example. But then there's also like a small number of the community who seem to be very biased against mRNA vaccines or AstraZeneca previously. Like a lot of the people that I've talked to have been waiting for Novavax because they're worried about having their DNA altered from the mRNA vaccine, or they're worried from it being new technology. So we already know that mRNA is very, very safe as a vaccine. We know what to expect with it. It's been used billions of times around the world. So we've got a lot of good safety data, but apparently that's not good enough 
for many people, and they're wanting a traditional vaccine. So for some weird reason, they care at this point of time where they've never cared previously. So Novavax is a protein-based vaccine. So it's basically instead of teaching your body how to make the protein, it's just providing the protein for you and your body responds directly to that protein that's introduced. So that's what we've used traditionally. One of the ironies of this is that we really don't have as much safety data on Novavax as we do on the mRNA vaccines because we just haven't had as many people having the shots around the world. So hopefully it's good and safe and effective. But yeah, we really don't know until millions or billions of people are vaccinated to know what we're really dealing with as far as side effects are concerned. Some people have been reporting that their booster shots hitting them a bit different than their first two jabs. A lot more people reporting very sore arms for extended periods and a real big percentage of people saying that they experienced swollen glands after their booster. Are both of those things pretty standard? And why do you think it might be a little bit more noticeable after the third jab? Yeah, initially when we started doing the third doses as a medical profession, we were told, yep, just explain to your patients that you're likely to have very similar side effects with your third dose as you would have had with your second dose. Don't expect anything more. But I've had a number of patients who have had like just a little bit more side effects with their third dose. So usually nothing terrible, but yeah, definitely noticeable. What we anticipate or what we think is going on is that there's just an escalated immune response. Your body's already been told, oh yeah, this is what we've got to deal with. And then when your body's seeing those spike proteins being made again, then you have an overactive sort of immune system. It's really uh, hyperactive to fight against those proteins. So yeah, some people are getting an increased swelling in, in their arm, a little bit more pain. And we did see swelling in the armpit and also like breast enlargement, which is a weird sort of side effect of some of the mRNA vaccines. And uh, we saw that with the second dose, but we are seeing a little bit more with the third dose. And again, it's just this overactive immune response. So some people get a little bit more than others. Generally, there's nothing to worry about, but it can be uncomfortable for a few days. And uh, yeah, it's just a sign that your immune system is working probably a little bit more than what it needs to. But yeah, it just does go down after a few days. Speaking of weird side effects, there is some discussion, and this seems to be pretty much anecdotal at this stage, not a lot backing it up. But A Sydney woman, for example, said two weeks after her booster, and to be clear, her first two were AZ and then her third was Pfizer, she said two weeks after that booster, warts that she'd had on her hands for five years just disappeared. There's also some anecdotal evidence of people saying their corns went away, moles disappeared, they've had a decrease in flare-ups of psoriasis and eczema. Do we know what's going on here? They're looking more beautiful, (laughs) they're losing wrinkles, (laughs) that would be amazing. I suppose there's two ways of looking at this. So one could be just coincident. Your warts may have gone away anyway. We know that over time, your immune system does sort of like get rid of warts. Often skin conditions will sort of wax and wane. And when you are immunizing millions of people or billions of people around the world, these sort of spontaneous things happen, but they just happen to happen after you've had the vaccine. So on the other hand, it could be that the vaccine is also triggering your immune system you're getting a little bit of inflammation happening in your body. And so your body's also going, okay, well, I'm a little bit inflamed and, oh, there's also a wart here. Let's get rid of this viral infection as well at the same time. So it could be due to just that increased inflammatory response, immune system being activated, and then clearing up all of your skin conditions. That would be wonderful. We'll see what the studies show over time. I wouldn't count on it to get rid of all of your warts at the moment, though. Do we know at this stage if 
boosters are actually doing what they're supposed to do. Are we seeing that we are being a little bit more covered from this Omicron variant and from Delta, which is still doing the rounds? Are boosters working? Yeah, so there is promising results out of the UK and just recently out of the US as well, looking at that third dose, so a booster of an mRNA vaccine and looking at how effective it is at improving your immune system and protecting against either symptomatic infection, so getting the infection at all, or also severe infection. So some of the results looking at just two doses, six months after your second dose of AstraZeneca, for example, the protection against having any disease at all, so any infection at all from AstraZeneca was 7.5%. So that's really, really terrible results. And so there are a number of people who have been in that category. They've only had two vaccines of AstraZeneca. And yeah, their protection is really, really low against getting the infection at all. And even if we're looking at AstraZeneca at keeping people out of hospital, so against severe infection, there's only like about a 36, 37% protection six months after having that second dose of AstraZeneca. So it's a little bit better for Pfizer and even better for Moderna for protection. And what we do sort of like see with giving that booster dose is it really kicks up your immunity. So having that mRNA vaccine shoves up your immunity against getting symptomatic infection, so any infection at all, up to about 86.2% is what we're finding in the UK, and also preventing you from getting severe infection and going into hospital, it protects you about 98%. So we are seeing that those vaccines work, and this is all of the results looking at the Omicron variant, and so we do know that those boosters do work, that they're very effective. But what we've had in Australia at the moment, a lot of people have only had two doses, So there is this window, which was just horrible timing, where our immunity was low, we got a new variant coming in, and that's why it's really sort of spread like wildfire around Australia at this point of time. So certainly, if you you haven't had that third dose, if you haven't had your booster, book it in, get it as soon as possible, because that is extremely important to protect you. Something that's worrying some people who have got their third dose is that every now and then we are hearing reports of people who are passing away in hospital and they have been triple vaccinated. What do we need to know about that? Because I know there's a lot that goes into the numbers and the percentages and all those kinds of things of vaxxed versus unvaxxed, but there are still people passing away from COVID who are triple vaccinated. Yeah, and I I think we're still doing studies on that to figure out why that is the case for those people. So certainly we know that if you are triple vaccinated, that your chances really reduce. So like your chance of going into hospital, you're protected about 98.2% of the time. So decreased uh, risk of going to hospital by that. But you're still going to be having that sort of like 2% of people who do go into hospital and could still die from the infection. But clearly the vaccines are very effective. You are going to have a few outliers. And this is where we do see those tragic cases where people have been vaccinated, but yeah, they still have problems. It's probably something to do with their immune system. It could be something that's genetic. It could be something in their environment. It could be something to do with the delivery of the vaccines that they've had previously. So there are a lot of factors at play and hopefully we'll be able to find those answers as time goes on. At the moment, it's still a bit of a mystery. If you have concerns about side effects from your booster, please speak to your GP about it. And for any more info you need on how and when to get your booster shot, make sure you follow the guidelines set out on your local government website. This episode of The Quickie was produced by myself, Claire Murphy, and our executive producer, Siobhan Moran-McFarlane, with audio production by Ian Camilleri. 
And if there's a new story you want us to check out for you in a little more depth, here's how you get your story pitched to us. You can email us, thequickie at mamamia.com.au. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and even Mamma Mia Podcasts on TikTok. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures.